0: up, everybody. Welcome back to Me, Myself, and Others. This, I believe, is episode seven. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry I didn't have an episode out last week. I just got back from a little vacation time. A little R&R, some rest and relaxation before things get real, real crazy. And it was a fun time. We went to the beach, soaked up some sun. I think I'm more tan than I ever have been after a beach trip. Uh, Normally I just get burnt, but this time no notable burns. And actually got a little sun, so that's good. But I have learned now I officially have to coat my skull, the top of my head, with sunscreen. Because I did get a little burn there. You know, that's just the, uh, some of the woes of growing up and going bald. Uh, gotta coat that, gotta coat your head with sunscreen now. So it's always fun to learn that. Um, but yeah, vacation was fun. Uh, (coughs) besides that, I've still just been trying to get my classroom ready for the upcoming school year. Gotta shout out my wife, May Maymay. Uh, for coming to the school the other day, into my classroom and helping me get it organized because I have a big, I have a problem in my classroom, and the problem is me, and it's because I like to move things around a lot. Uh, last year, uh, I moved the desk around way too much. Uh, I moved tables around. Like, I have a problem, and this problem it stems from when i had my own bedroom at my parents' house um every few months i would just rearrange my room completely uh, because i like the way it feels when you know it feels new it's still the same place but it you know it feels new to me but what i'm learning about being a teacher is you can't do that you can't be switching things around too too much uh because uh you know the kids need consistency, and uh so that's just uh, my own battle but uh especially this year, you know having to arrange the room to accommodate uh social distancing and uh you know as little touch areas as possible uh was definitely a challenge and you know without Macy, I definitely couldn't have um couldn't have done it, so shout out to her. The biggest thing is, uh, you know, I've always been taught that when you're setting up your classroom, especially at the elementary level, you want to have room for kids to uh, sit in groups where they're like facing each other, like desk clumps or tables where they can talk and uh, talk about what you're learning. And then it's also good to have a space where you can pull the kids away from their desk to to like the floor where we can all sit around and talk together. Um, obviously, though, that really can't happen as much this year, at least starting out. So the biggest challenge was trying to fit all of the desks, uh, trying to space each desk. It's like an old school classroom now that uh, you know where the desks are in rows; they're all facing the same direction and they're all spread out. It's not the most fun, but you know, you gotta—you can't have them facing each other and talking to each other all day because. Uh, that'll lead to some sickness, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, feels good. It feels, I, I can't tell you how much better I feel after Macy came and helped me with the classroom because, um, I was sorting through all the books that I have, um, trying to get those in order and it was just a mess. And she walked in and she was like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna get this thing in order. She was pushed me the whole time i thought she would want to uh you know call it a day at some point um but i'm thankful that we pushed through and got it done it's not all the way done but it's it's pretty much there which i'm very 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 happy about um see what else have i been up to um i started a new little hobby um so I'm, I'm sort of at this point in my life where I want to try things that I've always been interested in. Uh, for instance, this podcast. I've mentioned before that I love listening to podcasts. And I've always been, you know, since I've discovered them, I've, I've been interested in, you know, how do they get made and how hard it would it be to make one. And just on a whim one day, I'd really started researching it and found out how easy it is to start one especially if you have a microphone and and so I just started one and it's become a fun hobby Um, another I guess form of media that has always interested me is like filmmaking Uh, this really dates back to when I was in middle school I would say Uh, me and some buddies some of my closest buddies in middle school. Shout out those guys. You know who you are. Um, well, I'll say it. Uh, Mason, Alex, Preston. Those are my good, good buddies from back in the day. So shout out those guys. Um, miss you guys. But uh, there was this YouTube channel. And they may or may not remember this. But there was this YouTube channel that we we would watch uh, pretty religiously. Or I would at least watch it religiously. Because uh, it was this, these three guys, <clears throat> these three guys, and they would film sort of like comedic daily vlogs. Before that really became a big thing on the internet, um, but they would also shoot short comedy sketches, and they're still doing it today. And their YouTube channel is called uh, FND Films, and you know they still film short little skits and daily vlogs from time to time. Uh, but they've also gone as far to film some like feature films, um, like 40 minutes to an hour long actual movies, and I've I've, got, I've actually gotten to see one of them, and it's really cool to see how they've progressed, and that's very nostalgic for me to go back and watch those. But we would, but I would spend hours and hours watching these guys, and I was just so fascinated by what they did, and you know, the the technical side of them making the films and the skits that they made because you know they would post their skits but sometimes they would also post like a behind the scenes little vlog of how they made a certain skit and i was always very attracted to those because it it gave me a little peek behind the curtain of how they did what they did and and that would always excite me and so uh you know with this mindset of trying things that interest me and really exploring My creativity and just, you know, things of that nature. Um, I wanted to give it a try to see what ideas I could create and to see what, what would come out of it. So I just filmed a little bit, a little short skit. It's like two minutes long. I filmed it, edited it and, uh, you know, finished it. And really the only person I wanted to show was Macy. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have plans of posting it or anything like that. I just wanted to show her to see if she would find it funny because I wanted to make it funny because I feel like that's, uh, the most entertaining thing like you can accomplish in two minutes or whatever. Um, and I don't, I don't want to take myself, take myself too seriously. So I just wanted to make it funny. So I, uh, filmed it, uh, over a span of like a couple days. And, uh, finished editing it and all that, and actually just last night she got back from work and I, I showed it to her, and uh, I was a little nervous because I, obviously I wanted it to make her laugh, and uh, and she's been, again, I can't brag about her enough, she's been very supportive of my weird creative endeavors as of late, um, and that's really what's been exciting me and pushing me is her support and her just being open to me uh, doing these silly things. Uh, she keeps saying that she wants other people to see how funny I am because she feels like she gets a version. she sees how funny I am, but maybe when I'm around other people I'm I'm less likely to show that side of myself So the this like podcast and And maybe these little short films are are ways that I could do that. And I never thought about it that way. But, uh, yeah, so love my wife. So I showed showed her the short film that I made. And uh, she was laughing, like, more than I expected her to laugh. And that was such a cool, cool feeling. Um, I've never experienced, like, a... a a form of satisfaction like that before, uh, that may be, like I may be over exaggerating a bit, but it it really felt cool to make something that I've never really done before, to that extent, and it have a reaction like that, um, so yeah, um, she she really liked it and she wants to show her family, so I might release it and show everybody I don't know but um I want to because I want people to laugh and things like that but it kind of makes me think of um Vine I know I think I mentioned this in a previous episode um when Vine was a thing um like I really latched on to it I enjoyed the people that I followed on Vine I loved watching it I thought it was such a cool idea to the point where I tried to make my own vines, and you know, I did silly, stupid things. But I remember people noticing the work I was doing and noticing my creativity and my humor, and remember thinking, "Gosh, that's such a cool, cool feeling." Um, and I, you know, it's it's cool to make people laugh. It's something that I really enjoy doing. It's one of my favorite things. There's nothing there's hardly anything better than the feeling you get when you make someone laugh. Um, so I think that's, I, I'm, I'm, I just, I want to chase that feeling of, of making other people laugh. Um, uh, so yeah, I, um, I had a lot of fun making that and I've got some other ideas that I'd like to film as well. Little short, short things. Um, one in particular for school, uh, for work, you know, where uh, I shoot something that sort of introduces myself to the kids because that's normally what you do on the first day of school. You, like, introduce yourself to the kids and tell them a little bit about yourself, so I think it'd be cool to, like, film a short video that does that for me. um, And I think it would get the kids more interested because, you know, they may be interested in doing something like that, like filmmaking, and who knows? And, you know, maybe a cool way to introduce it to them. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to these days. Um, work's coming up and, uh, they pushed our start date back because, um, because of various reasons, but you know, it's, it's fastly approaching. Um, so yeah, been really, really, uh, just having a good time. Enjoying myself, enjoying my wife. Uh, so let's see what's next on our list of topics here. I've been watching like some Disney vlogs on YouTube, um, because uh, they just recently, you know, reopened the parks and all that. So I wanted to see what was different, what was going to be different about it. And I fully expected to watch these vlogs and just think, oh God, how how dumb do you have to be to go to the park right now? Not not for like social distancing reasons, but for the purpose of like, oh, it just wouldn't seem fun having to wear a mask all day in the heat and things like that. But while I was watching them, I got to say, I caught the bug again. It got me really wanting to go to freaking Disney again. Uh, my family goes to Disney, we used to, pretty consistently, we would go at Christmas time every year, and that would be the big trip we would take as a our full 20 plus family. Um would all go together, rent a house, and, uh, you know, do it that way. Um, but here lately, it seemed like, you know, we go at like peak season every year. And, um uh, it's the crowds are ridiculous, and you know, we're always excited to go, and we have a good time regardless, but you know, the crowds are just getting worse and worse, and so it's sort of we we always leave feeling very tired um, but uh, you know, obviously that's gonna be different. We won't be able to go this year with all the stuff going on. Um, but uh it does, I mean, from what I can see. It looks like Disney's doing a, a great job with the social distancing and keeping things, keeping high touch areas clear. It looks like a lot of things aren't even open, like restaurants and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I would definitely go. the The only bad part would be the heat and the mask. That would be terrible. But while I was watching these, this this one account that I found on YouTube, he did like a daily vlog on all four parks in Disney World. And uh, was just talking about what's different. It got me thinking. Uh, I view the parks differently than I did as a kid, because growing up, there were certain things I loved about the parks uh, that now, as an as an adult, I really can't stand. And the things that I thought were boring as a kid, I really enjoy as an adult. So it got me thinking. I would love to rank the Disney World parks. In my own opinion, uh, from the ones I have the most fun at to the one I have the least amount of fun at. Okay, so we're talking about Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Disney Hollywood Studios. Those are the four parks. And if you if you don't know a lot about Disney, then uh, um, probably won't be able to relate to this. But for me, I'll start with number four, the least fun one to me now at this point in my life is uh, Disney Hollywood Studios Uh, I remember obviously Disney Hollywood Studios has like Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster those are two great rides but when I'm thinking about it that's really all there is there in my mind I think that's where they built the new Star Wars section which I haven't seen yet but, you know, in my mind, with like at peak season, um, you know, you're fighting the crowd and you're really only getting to do those two rides Those are the two big ticket items there. This is not my favorite. I do have a story about Disney Hollywood Studios, though. When I was a little kid, uh, I didn't ride roller coasters until uh, I was well into my teenage years, I think because uh they were they i I was terrified of them um and if you don't know the rock and roller coaster is like it, it might be the fastest ride at disney world um if if not it's like everest or something like that but uh there was one year in particular that i felt like okay enough is enough i need to ride a roller coaster and so uh we were at i i think we were at disney hollywood studios and, uh, you know, obviously I, I said I was going to ride the rock and roller coaster. And so we get in line, I think, I think this is how it went. Uh, we get in line and I chicken out and, you know, we're leaving the park. And I think I'm pretty sure my dad was like, uh, what if we came back in the morning? Cause I think we were leaving soon, like going back home. What if we came back in the morning early and we were like the first ones on the ride and we just got it out of the way. So I agreed to that. I was like, okay, I'll, I can do that. So we wake up early, like early, early. Park is just now opening in the morning. And uh, we rush towards the rock and roller coaster. We, we're in line, and we're literally like one of the first people in line. And, you know, I'm feeling nervous, very, very nervous. And it's we get to the very front of the line where we're about to be next up to get, actually get on the ride and I chickened out I like had like a panic attack and he begged my dad not to make me do it and of course he wasn't gonna make me do it uh, he was a trooper uh, I don't know if, what I would do if I was the dad in this situation my son just got me up early to, to go to Disney Hollywood Studios and he chickened out and so we had to go through like a back exit to leave Uh, The the ride, because we couldn't go back the way we came. Um, So, uh, yeah. But, of course, later in life, like a few years later or the next year, I finally mustered up the courage to ride some roller coasters. Uh, But, yeah, Disney Hollywood Studios, you know, just not not the most fun to me right now. Uh, So that's number four. Number three for me is Magic Kingdom. And the reason I didn't put magic kingdom as number four is strictly for uh, nostalgic reasons because uh, this park holds a special place in my heart I know it's this one in particular is very much geared towards children but I have so many childhood memories at this park that I just I couldn't I couldn't bear putting it at number four Um... There was one year in particular where we were all there as a family. This was when I was, you know, maybe like fifth grade or something like that. We're all there as a family, and it starts raining at the park. And, you know, normally you just sort of find a spot in the park uh, where you can, you know, be under some cover and just wait it out. But for some reason we didn't do that we just found some ponchos we bought some ponchos put them on and then we just started like running through the rain and like i don't know i don't think we ever got on any rides we were just like running through the park in the rain and i remember how like empty everything was because people were obviously looking for cover to get away from the rain but that's like one of my favorite memories from disney world uh altogether was was that memory right there um And, you know, I just always feel so nostalgic and childlike when I'm there. Even when I'm fighting the crowds and the heat, there's still a part of me that that feels very special. Um, So, yeah, Magic Kingdom definitely is uh, the most nostalgic place for me. Uh, Love that place. All right, so that's number three. Number two at this point in my life is Animal Kingdom, my second favorite park to go to. Um, they built the new, like, Pandora, uh, area from Avatar, and I think that is one of the coolest, one of the coolest things Disney has built recently. Um, it's, it's so immersive. I know there's only, like, two rides in that area, um, but what they did with that area to make it look like the movie is incredible in my eyes, um. And, you know, there's some great shows at Animal Kingdom, um, some great food. Last time, uh, before May and I got married, we took a trip, just the two of us, to Disney and uh, hit a few parks. Animal Kingdom was one of them. And we found this uh, stand, this food stand there, that was serving a special type of sandwich. It was a um, Krispy Kreme donut as the bun like cut in half, it was the, it was the bun and it was like a, a barbecue sandwich. So barbecue sandwich with Krispy Kreme bun, uh, and maybe had some like coleslaw on there. It was so, 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 so good. Um, I think Macy got something else that was also good, but, um, yeah, animal kingdom has a lot of, uh, food like variety in the food that they serve. And at this point in my life, like, that's part of the reason I want to go to the parks is to uh, pig out and have some, some uh, good little treats. Um, so, yeah, I think Animal Kingdom is a great selection of food. And, of course, Animal Kingdom has, even though it's not number one, it has my favorite ride as an adult, and that is Everest. Um, it's a thrill ride. Um, but I love it because, again, it's very immersive. Like, I love how spooky it is, how um, dark it is. It's it's one that I could ride over and over and over again, and it feels like the first time every time. I love it so much. Um, I love it when you see the big Yeti at the end, even though, like, it, there's just, like, a strobe light on it, and you're, you're like... If you've ridden the ride, you know what I'm talking about. You're, like, going towards the Yeti, and then you, like, duck down at the last second. Every time I ride it, I have to, like, cover my eyes at some point, because it, it genuinely creeps me out how close we're getting to this animatronic Yeti. Um, but, yeah, I love riding that one so much. And it's and it's really fast and, and cool. Um, so, yeah, and then there's, like, that whole dino, like... It looks like a a, a fair uh, section of Animal Kingdom that I I find really cool. Uh, Macy and I explored it this this most recently most recent time, which was last summer that we went. Um, and I you know normally when we're with the whole family, we don't really spend a lot of time, or I don't spend a lot of time in that area. But uh, I thought it was really cool. There were some cool little uh, activities in that in that area. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's. Anything else? Yeah, I think it's just food. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, they serve alcohol in Animal Kingdom, which is something I appreciate more as an adult. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a really, really fun park, and uh, definitely number two. Which leaves the number one spot goes to the one and only Epcot. Now, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I Hated going to Epcot. I thought it was the most boring waste of time park ever. There was really only one thing I liked about Epcot as a kid, and that is the uh, the uh, what's it called, the big ball. What's the the ride called? I think it's like Spaceship Earth or something like that. I enjoyed that, but other than that, I could take it or leave it. Now as an adult. My favorite thing to do at Disney World is to travel around to the different countries, trying different drinks, trying different types of food. I love it so much. This is always my favorite day. And every time we go now, we have to set aside a day for Epcot. Um, And I've made a lot of really fun memories there. And, you know, a funny story... um, so I'm 23 now, the year that I, my uh, birthday is the day after Christmas, and so um, we're normally traveling to Disney on my birthday, which obviously won't be happening this year, but in years past, we, we normally leave for Disney the day after Christmas, which would be my birthday, and so a few years ago, I turned 21, I just turned 21, and I was um, on my way to Disney. And I couldn't wait to go to Epcot because I was finally at the legal uh, drinking age, drinking age, and I was able to—I was going to be able to, you know, try different uh, types of drinks, and uh, for the first time. And so uh, we get there, and if you know me, you know I'm like a textbook rule follower, and I was so nervous about like going up to places and ordering drinks because technically you know, I, even though I was legally 21, I still had my under 21 license because I just turned 21. And so I, in my mind, I thought, oh, they're not going to get, they're not, they're not, they're like, get on to me for trying to order a drink because I don't have the, the right license. Um, everyone in my group was telling me that won't happen because I could just show them my birth date and they would know. Um, but, uh, I was too scared. And eventually I came around and, uh, they nudged me in the right direction I had a great time but uh, I didn't take full advantage of it until the next year and uh, yeah it's so much fun to see the different countries and and again the countries themselves are also so immersive it's it's crazy what Disney is able to do to really make you feel like you're in these areas even though you have just walked like 30 feet you go from one country to the next and you fully believe that you're in that country and they've got all different types of like street shows that'll be happening in each country. It's it's truly amazing. Um, and the last time we were there with the family, uh, I had seen on um, YouTube there was there's this uh, account that I subscribe to that I love. It's one of my favorite accounts on YouTube. Uh, they're called uh, TPM Vids. Let me double check that. Yeah, TPM vids. Uh, they do a lot of lists of uh, different things about Disney like top 10 whatever and uh, it's very uh researched very well and I I, I love watching it. Um uh, Recently he, he did a video about like some new things that were gonna be coming to like Epcot because at this point I think Epcot is under a lot of construction because there are uh, you know a lot of additions are gonna be made so Mark my words, I think Epcot is about to become the best park, in everyone's opinion. Um, but uh, but there was this uh, new attraction that they added to Epcot that was just about showing you the different things they have planned. And so uh, I, I didn't think too many people knew about it yet, and so I took my family, I was like, hey, we got to check this place out. And so it's, it's like right when you walk into, like, the country area, you just, like, hang a, hang a left or whatever. And, uh, it's, you know, exactly what I guessed when we got there, nobody was in there. Nobody really knew about it. And it was just a show that they were playing on a loop where they had like a, a, a layout, a small little layout of the park in the middle of the room. And you were surrounded by projection screens and it would just go through exactly what they were planning for each section of the park and it looked like each country was going to get its own little disney themed something uh so it was really cool and it made me really excited to go back um i can't wait to see what they uh do do in epcot because uh i think more people should could enjoy it um even kids you know so yeah that's definitely uh epcot number 1 for me um yeah i love disney so much i you know obviously i'm I love Disney movies and have loved them since I was a kid. But um, you know, I I can't wait to um, you know take my kids to Disney. You know, I, I think that's going to be a special experience and one that uh, I'll always remember. So I can't I can't wait for that. I think it'll be cool. But there are also times when I'm like, okay, I can I can be away from Disney for. A few years, because I wanna, I wanna miss it again. I wanna go back. I wanna want to go back. I don't wanna be like dreading the crowds. But from from the vlog footage that I've seen of people, I mean, the crowds look amazing. I know you have to make reservations or whatever, and only certain tickets are available. But uh, and not everything's open. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, when things can go back to normal and we can experience that again. Yeah. All right, we're gonna end our time today with an idea that I got from watching another YouTube channel. Uh, guy's name's Gus Johnson, so go check him out. He's really funny. He did a series of videos where he uh, reacted to some like uh, negative Yelp reviews, um, and so that got me wanting to look up some local places and some non-local places to me. Uh, and see what sort of uh, nice things people are saying about them. So I wanted to start with a a handful of restaurant reviews that I found. Uh, This first one, Uh, the person gave four stars and it says bathrooms were trashed and the worse I have seen this company's bathrooms being. It did smell fresh though. The restaurant itself was clean, staff was very nice and helpful even seen a young kid stalking and taking the dining area trash. Due to the bathroom mess, not a five star. What's interesting about this review, this person actually went into the bathroom and took three photos of the mess that she's referring to. And you can see like toilet paper on the ground, some paper towels uh, next to the sink that people aren't throwing away. So yeah. I uh, love it when a person goes into the bathroom for the sole purpose of reviewing the restaurant. Another one, two stars. The food was cold. Cold mashed potatoes, green beans, and fried chicken was doing the backstroke in a sea of grease. Other than that, the service was adequate this person getting very uh, colorful with their language nice the uh, chicken doing a backstroke in a sea of grease. I love the the image that paints the next one now I will say this next one is from uh, a Zaxby's I don't I don't really know which one but I agree with what this person is saying they say not this part can't get sauces right to save their lives Give you like half drinks, overpriced, overcooked, I'm over it. You guys will be at a three star in no time. I will make it my mission in life. This person left one star. So they're making it their life mission to get Zaxby's to three stars. Um, I don't so much agree with all that, but I do agree with what's next. One star, the chicken and the fries were old. Will not come here again. Possibly won't go to Zaxby's again. Half the drinks were also out. Were out also, and this is something that I've been noticing with Zaxby's here lately. Their chicken, either it's not breaded enough or it's just very. It feels like it was frozen and just like heated up. And their fries do. If it's hit or miss with the fries, sometimes sometimes they can be very good, and then there are other times where uh, they do feel very cold and underdone. Uh, so Zaxby's. You've been notified. Couple more restaurants. This person says, One star. It's great. Dot, dot, dot. If you like undercooked food. What a turnaround. Might be a good idea to hire someone who knows how to use a darn fryer. Also, cross-contamination is a thing you should really, really, really stop doing it. Wow. This person had a lot of attitude with their review. It's a great idea if you like undercooked food. Whoa. Whoa. Had my head spinning on that one. Last restaurant review. This person gave this place one star, and their review is, and I quote, Food gave us the big D. One more time. Food gave us the big D. (laughs) Uh, Which I hope means diarrhea, I guess. Um, Never really heard it quite put like that before. Food gave us the big D. Maybe that's what we should start calling it. The big D instead of diarrhea. Sounds uh, not as gross. The big D. Alright, then I started thinking, uh, this is also something this, uh, this YouTube channel did. He reviewed like, small-town bars, like reviews that people were leaving. And so I searched up some small-town bars of my own to see what kind of reviews people were leaving. This one interests me. This person gave it five stars, and their review says good cold beer and really nice people and food is good. Hey, that's great. Uh, They included two pictures with their review. Uh, One of the pictures is of, uh, I'm assuming the bar, like an outside view, people hanging out, having a good time, looks like a good atmosphere. Uh, the other picture is uh, a, like a screen grab of their Pokemon Go app, I'm assuming. It's like where you can, you're can you seeing the real atmosphere behind them, but the little Pokemon, like he's trying to catch him. And I've never played Pokemon Go, but this is what I'm assuming is happening in this picture. Um, so I thought that was an interesting tactic to try to get people to come to this bar. Uh, maybe you want to catch some Pokemon while you're there. You know, I've never done that before, but I know that was a big thing. Is it it still a big thing? I don't know. Um, But yeah, interesting little strategy there. This next one, this person, one star, good for drinks and music, end quote. So this person maybe does not understand the star system. They gave it one star, but they said, good for drinks and music. And what's what's fun about some of these Yelp reviews is sometimes the owner will respond to want you know, feedback or whatever. This owner says, Hi, thanks for your review. Did we do something that you were dissatisfied with? I see that you gave us one star. Please let us know so we can correct our shortcomings. Thanks. I wonder how many times the reviewer actually responds. I doubt it. It can't be that many times. The next one. One star. The doorman was always coming up to me when I was eating and watching football game. I wanted to be alone, but he was not going to leave me alone. He didn't have nothing better to do. I made him upset because I actually asked him to leave. Took my beer away. It was my second beer. I didn't even drink. A lot to unpack here. Okay, so... I, it sounds like I'm on the on board with this guy, because I would also be annoyed if there was a worker who was constantly coming up and bothering me, because um, uh, you, you never want that. You, you, sometimes you just want to be left alone to enjoy yourself, but this guy has some cojones on him, because he actually said, he actually asked the person to leave, which I, I could never imagine myself doing. I would just be overly polite and uh, you know not wanting to cause any trouble. But this guy actually asked this guy to leave. And from what he wrote, it looks like the worker in turn then took his drink away from him. His second drink and he didn't even get to drink it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a bad situation all around. I'd say that warrants a one star. Sometimes you just want to drink and watch football game. This next review, one star. Listen closely. Don't go here if you aren't a country-loving southerner. Wow. Well, I think those are words that we can all get behind. So if you're a northerner, if you're some sort of country-hatin' northerner, you better stay away from this place. Don't go here if you aren't... I wish he said ain't there. Don't go here if you ain't a country-loving southerner. The fact that he put aren't, Makes me think that this reviewer might be some country-hating northerner. Alright, next one. Two back-to-back one-star reviews on the same place. The first one-star review says, Fight, dot dot, cops, dot dot dot. Wow. Talk about using as little, as few words as possible to tell a story. Fight, dot dot, cops, dot dot dot. I want I want to know more. Then the review under that for the same place, one star. It sucks. Well I guess that's how it goes sometimes. Alright, last one for the bars. This is this is my favorite review that I've ever read. One star, this person says. Didn't go in. Yeah, just one star. I didn't see anything, but so I can't really give it five stars, but I'll, I'll give it one star. Didn't go in. Maybe explain yourself a little bit better. Uh, this, was this person in a rush? Uh, they have a deadline they had to meet. Hey, we need that review about that bar. Did you go? Did you go? We need the review. Uh, One star. Why one star? I, I didn't go in. All right, just send it. Okay, whatever okay so for the last bit of reviews I wanted to uh, look for some uh, I wanted to look for some different types of places so I thought where where would be a, a place where people would go and leave negative reviews and I thought gyms people either love going to gyms or they hate it um, so I found a couple of gym reviews uh, this first one it's hard to say the review without rule without you know giving away the place it's for planet fitness but this review is a lot like the other person's review this might be the same person uh... one star their review of this place one star i have never been to planet fitness hey we got your uh... we got your review for the bar uh... that you didn't go in uh... so we want you to do a review for uh, this uh... planet fitness okay you got it oh okay you're back uh... How, what's your review of Planet Fitness? Uh, one star. Uh, okay. Uh, why one star? Uh, I've never been to Planet Fitness. Okay. Send it. Send it on. That's all the explanation we need. Next review. One star. Hardly any weights. And what kind of gym offers pizza and donuts? Um, maybe the best gym in the world. I love this because you know this person is some, like, wake up in the morning, 5am type gym person. A gym person. They don't want to see any of that junk food around them, get that junk food away from me. Trying to lift weights. And why are there no weights? there's hardly any weights I've never been to a gym and walked in and thought god can we get more weights in here maybe that's just me i need more weights why does it go from 15 to 20 why not why not a like a 17 pounder need more weights oh gosh all right next gym review uh, one star it's suck here can't even get a good workout in people on the phone and hold up the equipments now when I first read this review at the beginning I was kind of like okay this person's being a little too harsh it's suck here I mean those are those are harsh words can't even get a good workout in I mean come on maybe go at a different time where it's less crowded. I don't know, but then they said this, people on the phone and hold up the, the equipments. Now, I got to agree with this person. I'm not a big gym guy, not a big gym person, but I do hate when I'm at the gym and people are holding up the equipments with, uh, being on the phone, you know, I was always taught, you know, you got to get your workout done quick, you know, you can't rest that much because, uh. You uh, lose your pump or whatever, but some sometimes it feels like people are just there to be on their phone and sometimes do a little workout in between. So I agree with this person. One star. I wouldn't go online and write a review about it, but I agree with them. Last one. Last one. Very well put. One star. I hate this gym. There's so many cockroaches and it smells like be duke in here if you go here you get smaller and are a doo-doo pie-eater uh, a couple questions she says it smells like be duke in here B duke um, I've never heard that before ever um, maybe someone can explain that to me uh, it's probably not good be duke probably not a good smell And they went so far as to say, if you go to this gym, you actually get smaller. You're using negative weights at this gym. They're actually making you smaller. Wow. And, to top it all off, if you go to this gym, it's unavoidable. You are a doo-doo pie eater. There's no getting around it. Well, I hope I never see myself as a doo-doo pie eater. I would hate that for anyone. Wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Bunch of B-Doo-Doo-Pie Eaters. Wow, well, I think that's enough reviews for one sitting, don't you think? All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Me, Myself, and Others. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day and a great rest of your week. Um, I'll see you later. Bye.